Good morning. This is Michael Sullivan for the Stoller Real Estate Report. I have the opportunity of interviewing the statistician, as they call him, Bob Knackle, who's the head of the New York Capital Groups. New York Private Capital Group. Private Capital Groups. Thanks. So since I introduced you as the statistician, what's happening today? Michael, I tell you, it's a really interesting market and great to be with you as always. Um, you know, the market has been in correction mode. I'm talking about the New York City investment sales market. Been in correction mode since October of 15 with a brief 12-month hiatus. That was the second half of 2021 and the first half of 2022. Um, and in the second half of 2022, all of the Fed uh, rate increases started to tangibly impact the market. In September, we saw spreads really blow up. Uh, and that exerted some downward pressure on value. So we're seeing uh, a reduction in the volume of sales because of the downward pressure being exerted on, on prices, and that always happens. Whenever anything happens in the market to exert downward pressure on value, trading stops, that we're seeing a very slow pace of sales right now. There's downward pressure being exerted on property values, and, and interestingly, each product type is reacting very differently. So let's talk about each product type and how they're reacting. Okay. Well, I look at the multifamily market. is very interesting. Clearly, cap rates are higher based on higher lending rates, but it is remarkable to me the amount of demand that exists. Uh, the whole face of New York City multifamily has changed completely in the last four years. The overwhelming majority of folks who historically had only bought New York City apartment buildings are buying all around the country now. Uh, and a lot of people who have been priced out of their local markets are now coming to New York because where the New York City market always used to have cap rates 150 or 200 basis points lower than around the country, cap rates are fairly consistent throughout uh, the U.S. today. So we have a lot of new people coming in, demand is robust, and transactions are happening. Uh, in the land space, uh, we've seen two different markets. The, there's the re residential rental market and the residential condo market. Condo land is still selling albeit at 20 to 25% lower values than we saw before September uh, when construction pricing really started to get very, very high. But those sites are still trading. People are still bullish about what the condo market will be like three or four years from today. Uh, but the, uh, the rental land market has completely dried up. There is a big air bubble in the pipeline um, and that gets to policy. And although our politicians say they want to drive rents down for people and make New York more affordable, every single piece of legislation that's either been passed or ignored by the legislature is doing nothing but driving upward pressure on rents. And in fact, based on the budget proposals from the governor's office, the assembly and the Senate, I think residential free market rents will go up 10 or 15 percent within the next few months. What about the other assets class? Retail, I think, is a bright spot. Uh, retail rents today are significantly below where they were at the peak, but it's generally considered that they've stopped going down. And for the past two months or so, three months, we've been getting calls from retail investors looking for retail properties. We haven't gotten those calls for three or four years. So that that is a big change in the market. People are bullish about, um, about what's happening with um, – with the retail sector. And I think if you look at office, that's the sector that is the most opaque. 
Uh, it seems like new construction Class A office is doing phenomenally well. There's demand for space. Rents uh, are triple digits in all new buildings, uh, and that's very, very optimistic. Class B and C properties, much more challenging. Uh, the market is much more opaque. People are trying to figure out what's going to happen with aggregate office demand. Are people going to get back to the office? Uh, so there's still a lot of question marks, and everybody's talking about converting these older, obsolete office buildings right, to residential. Right. Yeah, but but they the prices have not fallen to the point where it makes sense. Uh, our legislators have not put in anything like they so brilliantly did. Uh, uh, with the 421Gs uh, in Lower Manhattan. 421Gs, right. we, we went from a market in Lower Manhattan that had 1,800 dwelling units to nearly 30,000 units, all because of the 421G, or primarily because of the 421G program, that that should be implemented citywide. Uh, we have far too much vacant office space, not enough housing. There has to be a way to create the right incentives to get the private sector to invest billions of dollars to convert this this unused, obsolete office space into housing. It would be great for the housing market, and it would be great for the office market. Well, with regard to the investors, are there foreign investors back? Where are the investors from? Um, a lot of the investors are, are New Yorkers that uh, are new Folks that have emerged out of New York that are, are starting to get active. We have investors from around the country. Uh, and on the foreign capital side, most of the foreigners we're dealing with today are high net worth individuals and families. The institutional capital has not come back in nearly the way we saw it in 2014, 15, and 16, which is really the peak of foreign institutional capital buying in New York. Um, so there are a few institutions that are looking around, but for the most part, the foreigners we're dealing with are high net worth individuals and families. Okay. With regard to the dealers, who's providing the financing today? Are they the private equity groups? Are they leading or They're, is it the bank? Who? Yeah, traditional banks are, are lending. Uh, alternative lenders are lending. Uh, there are a number of folks that uh, that are active and view it as an opportunity. Uh, clearly, you're seeing banks wanting to be more conservative, looking at who the sponsor is, uh, being a little more careful about the loans that they're making. But there is a need for, for capital, uh, and people are taking advantage of that opportunity. So are we seeing more people joining the lending business now? I think you're going to see all types of people looking to fill that void. It's a profitable business, especially today. Spreads are very, very big. So uh, there's an opportunity to make money in that space. So do you see traditional banks going heavy into the market, or are they going to be cautious, especially in light of Silicon Valley and the signature bank deal? I think it's going to vary bank to bank. Uh, certainly, I think the larger banks have been a big beneficiary of what's gone on over the past couple of months. Um, and they hopefully are going to be lending uh, more. And I think there's an opportunity for smaller niche banks as well. Uh, I think everyone has to find what their strong suit is um, and maybe specialize in one type of loan or another. Um, but I think there are, there are opportunities across the board. And it's one of the things that always comes out of these challenging times like we're in today. I think it's important a couple of things. Uh, you have to realize the market has been, is, and always will be cyclical. There's always ups and downs. But particularly in the down markets, it creates great opportunity for people throughout the industry. So I think you're very positive, and as I normally would on my TV show, shape the apple. I think that the apple's going to be shiny for the end of the year. Thank them. I'd like to thank Bob Knackle for being with me today. Great to see you, Michael.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com. 